Hello friends and welcome back to the wonderful world of mixology where today we're spending some time in August 1965 with the classic Bob Dylan album and the second in his electric trilogy Highway 61 Revisited. Let's take a little listen to the key opening track Like a Rolling Stone shall we? Released in August of 1965, this album heralded a step forward from Dylan, and this was already apparent on his previous album, Bringing It All Back Home, where Dylan went electric on the first side of the album, but here this reigns supreme throughout the entire album, with the exception of Desolation Road, the 11 minute plus closing track on the second side of the album. It broke new ground musically as well, with the lead-off track Like a Rolling Stone being probably the first six-minute pop single ever released, and one that was still a massive hit around the globe, and it still stands tall to this day. For us, it was released in mono and stereo at the time, and unlike the other two electric albums we'll be looking at down the road, this album has never been remixed into proper stereo. All the tracks technically got a remix on the Cutting Edge box set, but as these are intended as in-studio performances as opposed to mixes, shall we say, these do not count here. So, as I said, looking at the 1965 stereo and mono mixes, and of course, we're gonna kick things off with the opening track, Like a Rolling Stone. Now, for the most part, this album doesn't differ too much outside of the fades on the tracks, which do differ greatly, but it's worth noting there's a few gentle balance differences. For instance, on this track, the piano in the left channel stands out far more in stereo, well, the drums have much more oomph in mono. Let's have a section with one of those clear builds that the drums play so well in both mixes where the oomph in mono is far clearer. And you'll also pay attention to the piano over in the left-hand channel in stereo and obviously centralized in mono. Let's start with the louder piano and softer drums in stereo, and then again with the louder drums and the softer piano in mono. No, you don't. Seem so proud about having to be scrounging your next meal. How does it feel? And again in mono. Now you know, seem so proud. vocal stands out more in stereo than it does in mono, though it's very upfront in both mixes, but this is probably due to the fact that there's an almost inaudible dash of reverb on the vocal in mono, which is absent in the stereo. It's mostly inaudible as I said, but there's a few moments where it stands clear. I'm going to play this line twice and really pay attention to how in mono there's this little dash of reverb that comes after his vocal and in stereo it's absolutely bone dry. 
Let's start with the slightly wet mono and then the bone dry stereo so you can focus on where it then isn't. Nobody's ever taught you how to live out on the street and now you're gonna have to get used to it. And again, in stereo. Nobody's ever taught you how to live out on the street and now you're gonna have to get used to it. And for the first of many alternate fades on this album, we're going to get the longer mix in stereo, which here lasts for approximately 8 seconds more. We'll start with the mono and crossfade to the stereo at that key moment. Stereo. Our second track here, Tombstone Blues, has a little bit of studio ambience just before the track starts in mono, which appears to be absent in stereo. Here's that little bit in mono, and I won't play the stereo as there's nothing to hear. Now, in a number of choruses in stereo, the organ is mixed louder when compared with the mono. However, in some choruses, it becomes more of a similar volume between the mixes. Most notably, this difference occurs in the first two choruses and in the chorus that starts at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. For the purpose of this, I'm going to play you the second chorus, just so we've got one that's a little bit further into the song. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo, where that organ is more prominent. Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes. Stereo. Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food. I'm in the kitchen with a tomb. Something that's also pretty key beyond just that organ is that the acoustic guitar, which is panned left, sticks out far more in stereo than it does in mono, where not only does it become one with the single channel of sound, but it seems to go a little lower in the mix, maybe due to some EQ difference as well. Let's start with the stereo and then move to the mono where it seems to almost disappear. Now the medicine man comes and he shuffles inside. He walks with a swagger and he says to the bride. Into mono. Stop all this weeping, swallow your pride. You will not die, it's not poison. And here we once again have a longer fade in stereo, but this time it's only three seconds. Mono into stereo. Right. Stereo. Track three, It Takes a Lot to Laugh, It Takes a Train to Cry, has not much difference in the way of mixing, except that the lead vocal sounds far clearer in stereo than it does in mono. This could be the fidelity of the whole song, but it's most notable on the vocal over anything else. Here's a section starting in mono, and we'll move to the stereo where things just open right up. Well, I ride on a train, thrill. Into stereo. Up all night, leaning on the window sill. 
And here we have quite the difference in the fade, with stereo once again being longer, but by about 39 seconds. In mono, this fade feels more succinct and keeps the song to a nice length and at the right time, whereas in stereo it seems to amble on in a rather mindless way, and it doesn't really add anything to the song, but it's an interesting additional piece of performance if you're only used to the mono. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo at that key moment. Stereo. Our next track from a Buick 6, first of all has the drums much clearer in stereo and the cymbals as a result are very hard to hear in mono. Let's start with the mono where the drums are almost inaudible by comparison and move to the stereo where they really pop out as they're panned off to one side. Again, with a longer fade in stereo, this time totaling to about 9 additional seconds. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo. Stereo. Now, here's the most interesting difference, although it's not really one, I suppose, on the album, and that is on Japanese pressings and early US and Canadian LPs. An alternate mix of From Buick 6 was accidentally used, but only on the stereo versions. There appears to be a mono one that surfaced further down the line, but this is used elsewhere and we won't be looking at here. But just so you can really know the difference if you like, here is that alternate take, which would later obviously show up on the Cutting Edge box set, which summarizes the sessions from this album, as well as the other two Electric Period Dylan albums. So, here's an early take from a Buick 6. <laughs> Oh, 
Closing out side one is the fantastic ballad of a thin man. The only real mixing difference here is that the lead vocal is definitely louder in stereo. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo where the vocal will jump out at you. You walk into the room with your pencil in your hand. Into stereo. You see somebody naked in you. You say, who is that man? And again with the longer fade in stereo, we're going to gain about six seconds here. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo. Stereo. As we flip over to side two of the album, we get very few differences on all four of these tracks. But obviously we once again get some nice longer fades in stereo. And the first track of these, Queen Jane, has a notably longer fade in stereo. 
What I'm going to do is start you a little bit earlier in mono so you can get a feel for the mix. And then once obviously it moves to the stereo, you'll get a feel for that mix as well. But here you're gaining another 29 seconds, which is nothing to be sniffed at. Let's start with the mono and we'll move to the stereo at that key moment. Won't you come see me, Queen Jane? Ah, won't you come see me, Queen Jane? Stereo. With the title track coming up next, we do get a slight mixing difference on the lead vocal, which has a touch of reverb in stereo, which is bone dry in mono. We'll start with the stereo, and then we'll move to the mono where things just get a little bit drier. Oh, God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe said, man, you must be putting me on. Into mono. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want, Abe, but the next time you see me coming, you better run. And on this one, we're getting the longer fade for 11 seconds. You know the drill. Here's the mono. Stereo. Our second to last track here, just like Tom Thumbs Blues, gets a longer fade once again in stereo. Just like Queen Jane, I'll give you a healthy dose of the mono and change to that stereo for an additional 18 seconds. Here's the mono. Stereo. And as we come closer to the end of the album, we actually aren't as close as one might think with the 11 minute closing track Desolation Row. 
We do have a little mixing difference going on here, and that is the lead guitar, which is panned off to the right in stereo, stands out far more than it does in mono. There also seems to be a little bit more reverb applied to it to make it sit in the mix more so than it does in mono. We'll play the intro of the song for you in stereo and then again in mono where this difference really stands out and you'll also get a flavour for the way Dylan's vocal is mixed. They're selling postcards of the hanging They're painting the passports brown And again in mono. Selling postcards of the hanging They're painting the passports brown Now this track does not have a fade out which kind of matches the length of the track as one can only go so long without a fade out and really the length of it seems so intentional as it truly is. However, we do get a slight difference at the end, as at the end of the take you can hear Dylan laugh, likely due to the fact he just got through an exceedingly long take without finally slipping up. This laugh at the end is definitely louder in mono than it is in stereo, as you probably won't catch it in stereo on speakers, but you definitely hear it on headphones, or the laugh stands out most certainly on speakers in mono. Here that laugh is in stereo first, and again in mono. And again, in mono. And with that, we've completed our look today at Bob Dylan's 1965 classic, Highway 61 Revisited. His second album from that year, and one that when you compare it to the other music being released in 1965, is utterly groundbreaking and still sounds fresh and ahead of the curve, even today. 56 years later which is pretty obscene if you ask me. Now there are a few outtakes from this album that will be released further down the road and you can find all of those on the Cutting Edge box set as well as on a couple of singles such as Positively 4th Street and later Can You Please Crawl Out Your Window which would be released accidentally as Positively 4th Street initially and then a re-recording would be released as an actual single after that. But all I've got to say now is thank you so, so much for listening. Remember, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do so at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. And if you wish to support the podcast, as well as the Back to Mono podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash back to mono. And I wanted to extend once again a heartfelt thanks to all patrons of the show, as you really help me carry on doing what I do. But with that said, thank you so, so much for listening. And whoever you are, and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
No, that's right. That's that's not too fast at all. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Go ahead.